Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, we'll join Tony and Lorreen Giorgio with today's message. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. And from His holy hand, healing virtue flows. He's got the keys of what you need. Death and hell He will defeat. There's a promise coming Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Welcome to Living with Victory, brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Cafe in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Hi, I'm Tony Giorgio, co-host with my soulmate of 57 years, author, columnist, co-founder of Living with Victory Ministries, Laureen Giorgio. We are bringing you hope and encouragement through our life storms and a few stories of other people that we've come across in our 40 years of running this ministry and advocating for people who had seriously ill children, and how we learn to focus on God's promises to either climb the mountain, go around it, or through it with him. And Lauren just so happened that she wrote a book, Climbing Out of Your Despair, with God's promises. And now here is Laureen with the topic of the day and the scripture. Hi, Laureen. Hi, and hello, everyone. And thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you here with us. My question today for all of us is prayer important. I don't know how you feel about prayer, if you think about it at all, if you pray a little bit or not at all. Prayer is really just talking to God and having a conversation. Tony is going to read something that may change your mind about prayer if you don't think it's important right now. This is all about prayer, and this is a true story out of a book, Love What Matters, by John Brantley, and he has a lot of these stories in his book, and it all started with this story I'm about to tell you. I'm not going to read it. I'll paraphrase it. You'll get the point by the time we're all done. One evening, John Brantley was going to a Best Buy's in his neighborhood, and he noticed that there was a guy behind Best Buy's going through the garbage as he was walking to his car, and he watched this man, you know, picking through garbage, pulling out food bags and inspecting the bags, and then he would put the food aside 
Then he would have a little wrapper from maybe a hamburger or something of that nature at his knees. And he'd put this food aside, fries and this and that, and he would test sort of what was good and what was bad and put them in there. It just bothered John you know, to see something like this. And then when the fellow was finished, he actually cleaned up the area and then he he found this wrapper where he had everything. And John really was hurting inside of him to see this. He was never a guy who would stop and, you know, give money out to the homeless because some of the people aren't really homeless. Uh, And this is his quote. He'd never actually seen someone going through garbage to try and find food to eat. And he knew he had to help him. I mean, I mean, he really, really bothered him as he he got out of his car and he asked the fella, you know, if he could buy him something you know, to eat. And the guy said, yeah, I'd really appreciate anything I can get. And he was on a bike. He didn't have a car. So John told him to follow him and he would go around the corner to the fast food place. It was about a block away and and go to a McDonald's and he would buy him the biggest meal on the menu. And that's exactly what he did. He said to this fellow whose name was Steve, do you want anything else with your meal? And the fellow said the only request was that he would like a big glass of sweet tea to go with the meal. Wow. So when he bought his food and he was so thankful, he told him his name, which was, like I said, Steve. He'd been homeless for, I guess it was a year. His sister had died in the previous September, last September. And he was trying to get off the streets and trying to get back on his feet. But he said it was very, very hard. At this point, John said, well, do you know God? Do you pray to God in that he said, because I will, I, I will pray. And he thanked him and appreciated the meal. Then when he got back in his car and drove off, he felt, wow, this really got to him. You know, I mean, he drove off. He had tears coming down his eyes and he felt compelled. He, he's got to do something else. You know, it just wasn't right. He went back and he noticed that fella finished his meal and was riding away. So he caught up to him and he stood beside him and he said, hey, you know, can I do a little bit more, he said, for you? Let me give you some money, but he didn't take the money. He didn't want the money. So then he he said, well, look, he said, what about if I buy you a few meals and put them on a gift card and you'll have a hot meal this way? And he said, well, yeah, he said, that would be kind. So they went to the McDonald's again, and he just bought a gift card with several meals. And at this point, Steve, you know, broke down crying. And he told John, I prayed for you today. John just was taken by that, and he assumed that he was praying for what he had did in Thanksgiving. And he said, no, no, no. He said, you don't understand. I prayed God would send me someone to buy me a hot meal today, and he sent you. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is something else, right? Of course, John was just speechless, you know, praying for a hot meal Maybe God used him to answer this man's prayers to let him know that he cares for him, you know, and knows what he was going through. 
Then Steve opened up a little bit more to him, and he said, you see, I have cancer. He pulled up his shirt, and he showed him this huge mass that was poking out of his stomach. He said he knew it wouldn't be much longer, and he asked him, John asked him, do you know Jesus? And he told him he did, and he asked if he could pray for him, and he said, we prayed right there at the McDonald's, he said, right on the sidewalk. And it just, tears pouring out of his eyes, it just touched him. He knew he was going to die, and he was ready to die. Uh, he was tired of, of living on the streets, and he, you know he just felt that that he was better off because it was no life at all this way, and he's been trying so hard. And John stayed to encourage him for a few minutes, and just holding back the tears. And he said that his prayer is, "I showed him the love of Jesus today. That something he said would give him some hope." Everybody has a story, and that's how, you know, he started to write this book. And he said he knew Steve's story, and all because he felt compelled to help him, he ended up touching him. So John was just as touched by this whole thing. When he left, he knew that he had to do more. God put him in his path. John knew that Steve was in his path, and He's never felt such a feeling to help someone as he did that day. And he was reminded again of how blessed he is and his vehicle that he has to get from place to place, a roof over his head, clean clothes, money to buy a hot meal, running water, electricity, his health, job, family, friends. Sometimes God sends situations our way to remind us of how blessed we are. If you're hearing this, you know, John's asking that you do remember a man on the streets named Steve in your prayers. And you know, he's blessed so many people by writing the book and telling their stories that was his way of doing something. God has been good, so good. He said he's been so blessed, and it just brought it all back to him of how blessed he was that he made sure that people know there are other people out there who need the blessings and the prayers, and he wrote that book. So we're talking about prayer, and it's not anything eloquent. You're talking to God is what you're doing. You're asking your Father for what you need. So just keep that in mind in this whole broadcast. Prayer is extremely important, and it doesn't have to be for anything big. It could be for your neighbor. Anything like that is just a conversation with your father. So remember John Brantley, the name of the book. Laureen? Isn't that wonderful? Sometimes you feel like you're talking to nobody, but you don't realize you're talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Exactly. And the, the creator of all of us and of this earth and the universe. And it's amazing how God works out the circumstances to give each one what they need and brings people together that can help each other. People that didn't even know the other one existed, existed. before that time of coming together because of his 
doing. Yes. And prayer does matter. Prayer is important. It should be our main acquirement and discipline to pray each and every day, to pray throughout the day when needed, because it will make you feel that you're not alone. Right. And your problem doesn't get a chance to overcome you. Right. It's not a coincidence when God brings people into your lives. Somebody may think that, oh, this isn't an important thing to God that I should bother him and go and pray. Right, yeah. God wants to be a part of every part of your life. He wants to be involved in it. He cares about the small and the large things. Oh, yeah. When we can fully understand that he says he wants to give us the desires of our heart, he means that. No matter what it may be, it may sound silly at times to pray for even something that you might have lost that was valuable to you and earnestly mean it. And God knows your heart is sincere and, you know, you're living by the commandments. He's your father. We're his children. And he wants to make us happy when you first joined us. I don't know how you thought or what you thought about prayer, but I hope after hearing that, that story that Tony read, it would have changed your heart towards God for prayer. You know, Psalm 5, 1 through 3, now this is David speaking. He's saying to God, he's getting up in the morning, listen to my words, O Lord, give heed to my sighing and groaning. I don't know how many people out there are sighing and groaning over problems that have been with us much too long and we don't know how to get rid of them. Yes, right. Hear the sound of my cry, my king and oh my God, for to you I do pray. In the morning you hear my voice, O Lord. In the morning I prepare a prayer, a sacrifice for you, and watch and wait for you speak to my heart. Right. And that's the way we should start our morning. Yes. Before we even get out of bed. That's right. Thank him for what he's done for us, and then just petition him for what you need. And then tell him, thank you anyway. I don't know how you're going to do it today, but I know you're going to get me through today. Have you been trying everything you and your friends can think of to fix your problems and nothing is working? May even be getting worse. Is prayer a part of your life? Or do you think it isn't necessary to communicate with God or include him in your problems? You think he wouldn't understand anyway? Who needs him judging me for making so many mistakes? Mm. And that's something that is the biggest mistake, staying away from him because you fear his judgment because you made mistakes, but he knows you're going to make those mistakes. That's why Jesus died to forgive. He knew it before you made it. Exactly. (laughs) No big surprise. Are you trying everything and you figure prayer is the last thing to do? Nothing seems to be working. Or do you even believe there is a God who loves you beyond measure 
Do you have a hard time believing God's promises that they are true? His word promises to never forsake you or to leave you. Now, he cannot lie. That's right. So that's a true promise that you could stand on and not be afraid to trust him. So you're not a lost cause. If God could provide a meal for Steve, he could provide whatever it is you're praying for and whatever it is you're needing. You don't have to have an affiliation. If you're not saved, you don't know Jesus, you are still a child of God. He loves you and he cares for you. Just go to your father and ask and he will do for you as long as your heart is clean and pure. There's no problem, but he still loves you. Even if you have afflictions like alcohol or drugs or whatever, he still loves you. All he wants is an earnest, pure heart coming to him asking and willing to repent of anything that you know you may have done wrong. But he's not going to bring that hammer down. He's there to listen to you with love and compassion and to help you through what you are going through. You know, we cannot get to know someone without spending time with them. And that principle includes God. That's right. You need to get into his word. You need to pray. Praying isn't something mystical. It's just having a conversation with yeah, him. Yeah, just like you had with mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa. Get up on his lap, sit there, and put your head on his shoulder and talk to him. You need to get into his word and learn who he is, his attributes, his personality. Get to know him. He's your father. And you know, with social media and the access to the Bible anywhere you turn, there's no excuse to say you don't have time. Exactly. You've got it. It's out there for you. You don't have to spend hours. No. You could take two minutes. And believe me, when you say to him, God, I'm drowning. Help me. I think he understands that. Yes, yes. And he will come to your rescue if you truly meet him and you truly want to have him in your life. He is a wonderful friend, and the line to him is always open. You do not get any busy signals. And the way we are today, we need a go-to. We don't have enough go-to friends social media, sometimes churches. I mean, things are just crazy when you can sit with your feet up, a cup of coffee in your living room, and that's church. He does understand your frustrations, and he understands your anger. And yes, there is anger. Even God gets angry once in a while. Remember. <laughs> but slow to anger. Yes. It's best that way. When we go to him, again, I'm going to say earnestly in prayer and forgiveness, he meets us with open arms. And he will never, ever turn you away. And he's a great listener. After we talk to him, we need to be still and give him a chance to speak to us. Right. And he will show you and let you know the way out of your problem. That's right. When Jesus walked this earth, he experienced everything yes. we experience. Oh, yeah. That's why he came. He wanted to know what we go through so he could understand us. 
And yes, he, he was ostracized for who he was. He was spat upon. There's not much more that Jesus, the God-man, did not experience. Well, he was lied about. He was misunderstood and betrayed. He was beaten, abused, and then finally cruelly died on a wooden cross. You know, so he knows what we go through down here, that walking this earth is not easy. But when he died, the earth shook. That's right. And he came back. He didn't stay buried. No, now he's a living God sitting up there on the right hand of God, his father. And he's up there waiting for you to pray. He's waiting and hoping that you pray so that he could send your angel down to help you. That's right. You know, prayer is a tool we use to contact him and stay in touch with him as we walk this earth. There are a lot of time bombs we have to walk through, and he will safely show you the way around them. But we need to have a constant dialogue with him every day, throughout the day. And David knew this. That is why God was the first one he called on, with sighing and groaning. Right. Are you sighing and groaning? You can still count on him and call on him too. I'm sighing and groaning right now because I'm sitting here with a fracture in my left leg. I mean, I know you know because I'm sitting here talking to you, but it all happened six weeks ago. I'm still messing with it, but I'm moving forward and counting on him no matter what. So if I can do it at 80, you can do it at whatever age. And this is not just for old people, young people, the old people, my God, etc. <laughs> senior citizens, you know. We have they, another little story. Oh, yes. We'd love to go see Gaither anytime, Bill Gaither and their homecoming, anytime they're close to our area. We had bought three tickets to go. We had expected someone to go with us, and they couldn't make it. So I just prayed. I said, Lord, I hate to get rid of this ticket. You know, I don't know what to do with it. I don't really don't want to sell it, who to give it to. But there's somebody who needs to be sitting in that seat that night. Everybody was trying to sell a ticket out there. They were asking anybody who walked by, would you like to buy a ticket to the, you know, the whole bit? And here we are with that little ticket and looking and, and wondering ourselves, can somebody use it? We, we'll sell it. We'll get our money back. And then mama over here <laughs> had an idea. You know, I'm looking around and I'm saying, Lord... Who is it that you want sitting in that seat? And my eyes fell on a homeless man that was talking to a woman sitting on a bench. And I said to Tony, I feel God wants to give this to that man. Mama over here said, go ask him if he wants to go. And I'm saying, okay. And the thing is that we were going to see the vocal band and the title of the concert was give it away. But we didn't know that. We didn't know that, okay? So I walk over to this man and I said, would you like to go to the concert? And there's two people sitting next to, to him looking at me like, are you out of your mind? And he looks at me and he said, yeah, but I, I can't afford the ticket. You know, I, I couldn't do that. I said, no, I didn't ask you that. Do you want to go? Mm -hmm. He said, well, yeah, sure. And that man ran faster <laughs> Then anybody to, to get inside that door 
and beat us to the seat. We, he was so enthused. He was sitting next to me. Right. I mean, he needed a bath. He was a general manager. Of a, a major a, a, hotel. A major hotel. Things just didn't go right between divorces and everything else. And he was out on the street, literally living in a box, just like this other person was. Exactly. That was his life. Bill Gaither had asked, do you have anything that you could think of that you should be grateful for and thank God for. And that man's hand shot up. He just sat there and praised along with everybody else. The soul is what matters in humanity. Being human, he's human. He had circumstances, but he raised his hand a lesson. We've got it all. Here's a man they all looked down on. They wouldn't even go near him. He smelled. He raised his hands, thankful for what he had. He lived in a box, he said, under a trestle in Asheville, North Carolina. He blessed us more than we blessed Oh, never forgot. It was so much fun because he didn't even know who Bill Gaither was, and he had no idea of what What? he was going to hear. And it was so much fun for me to sit there and say, now that's so-and-so, and and that's Bill, and that's his wife, Gloria. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Don't look at somebody and assume Paul was a general manager at a huge hotel, and life happened. Life. God didn't do it. Life did it. Okay? The earth is run by evil. Sometimes we look at people and we're so quick to judge and think that, why don't they help themselves? But you don't know sometimes what people have been through. No. You don't have to live in fear with anxiety and anger. Is prayer important? More important than you could ever imagine. It's your life. It's like breathing. And I'm just going to end this with the Lord's Prayer. So if anybody wants to say it with me. Bow your head. Please. Or Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Amen. And you have a blessed week. We love you. And this is Living with Victory. And I'm Tony. And I'm Laureen. Don't forget Laureen's book, Climbing Out of Your Despair, with God's Promises and our wonderful sponsor, Teague's Grocery and Cafe. You have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com and look for the PayPal button. That's livingwithvictory at podbean.com. Thanks for listening. There's a problem.